Hello, everybody. Welcome to Versus Pop Culture Father's Day Edition. My name is Richard. With me is Greg. Hello. And Johnny. We are we are here. It is a Sunday morning. And we're recording. This is awesome. I'm so happy to see you guys' faces and hear your voices. I don't know. There's a better way I could start my day. My wife will kill me when she hears this. I <laughs> just know that I, I, I kind of wish I would have started my day. It was back in bed for about another hour or two. <laughs> but other than that, totally agree. Oh, okay. All right. That's fine. That's fair. Oh, gentlemen, it's been a week. It's been a long week. It's been an adventurous week. It's actually it's been, been two weeks, week. so... <laughs> this These two weeks have been the longest month of my life. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot happening. Not so much in the entertainment industry currently. But I think just life in general has been a little bit crazy. But we can get into a little bit of that later. Uh, boys, anything interesting going on with you this week? Uh, no. Okay. Great. Greg? <laughs> yeah, it's really just working. I did catch up on Stranger Things. Nice. Okay, I gotta know. Where are you at? How you feeling? I'm caught up. Oh, completely. Mm-hmm. Well, I had two weeks, man. I wonder what happened. And... Like, like two minutes ago when I was like, hey, did you watch anything else? And you just got there <laughs> silently not answering me. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm just ignoring Richard. Making notes I for the show. <laughs> He's like, no, I haven't watched anything. Just the entirety of Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. No big deal for seasons. Yeah, oh, that was good. Obviously. Hey man, come on, give us, give us, give us your Greg scale. Give us your review. Give us some high points. Give us some low points. What'd you like? What'd you hate? What are you anticipating for part two next month? Um, I'm glad it's a, I'm glad it's only going to be five seasons because come on, this is, <laughs> this is it's like watching Scooby Doo a bit. With just, hey, people are always in trouble. Yeah, admittedly, you're not wrong. Um, I, I I laughed. Um, mild spoilers for the beginning of this season, and I say very mild. Um, when they were in the uh, the school assembly, and they had the girl who came back to Hawkins from Nashville singing the national anthem. Mm-hmm. All I could think the entire time I watched it was. Why would you ever come back to Hawkins? Mm. Like, paid getting paid? I no, it was a school assembly. But no, seriously, like with all of the murders and all of the deaths, the second that you got out of Hawkins, you would never come back. You would just be like, "Cool, that part of my life's over." <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> yep, Greg. What's what are what are some things you've really enjoyed about the series? Um, Millie Bobby Brown was was great. I can't wait yeah. to see her in other things. I think she's going to be a really good actress just in general. Did you see Enola Holmes on Netflix? No. There you go. There's your first one. Henry Cavill's in it as well. She plays Sherlock Holmes' younger sister. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Someone else is in that, too. Superman. Yeah, it's not just him, though. Um, I, there's, like, I think that Henry Cavill plays Mycroft, and whoever it is that plays Sherlock is also a big deal. No, no. Mycroft is, um... Oh, oh crap. Sam Clayton is apparently Mycroft. I'm... Yeah. I don't know who the hell I'm thinking of then. Okay, yeah, I'm wrong. Henry Cavill is the big name. Uh, Helena Bona Carter. There it is. Plays her mother, right? Uh, it looks like it. Yeah. I, I've never seen it. It was actually really fun. Uh, Ashley and I watched it. I want to say like last summer, because it's almost a year old, I'm willing to bet. It's two years old. Well, there we go. It's COVID. Time doesn't exist. It's a construct. Okay, so Millie Bobby Brown. Um, what else have you enjoyed with that film, with the uh, series? Just, you know... Kind of like the the music timing, how they're not afraid to do certain, you know, I don't know how to say it, like they kind of lean into the character developments a bit more. You yeah, know, like Steve's made Steve had a pretty good arc. Uh, yeah, I think, I think everybody loves Steve. No matter what's going on, he's one of the characters that like whatever happens moving forward. He's one of the characters everyone's going to love forever. Yeah, and I mean, Dustin, it's just, yeah. Yep. Yep. Dustin's definitely my favorite, though. Just in general. Because <laughs> he's the only one that applies logic to every problem. Mm hmm. Because <laughs> he says he'll say things that I'm thinking yeah. <laughs> while I'm watching the show. So I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Does it make you feel better? Rare, Does it make you feel like you have like a friend that exists where you're like, finally, someone understands these things. Somebody's actually thinking about this stupid problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite episode or favorite moment? Episode might be too hard. Mm-hmm. It's a hard, hard question to ask. Okay. Uh, asking favorite episode after you just binge watch the show over the course of two weeks is damn near impossible because you're just like I don't know the one I watched like two Thursdays ago right it kind of blurs together a bit yeah so was there a moment that occurred where you're like early on where you were like okay I'm gonna stick with this I like this this is how did they how did they rope you in the it was the the Hopper interaction with L at the start. Okay. That's I was like, fair. well, I got to see how this goes. Well, that's awesome, though, man, because now in July, when we 
all watch part two, we'll be able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I can tell you right now, that Friday, that weekend, we're probably not watching Stranger Things as we will be moving into our home for the first weekend. So <laughs> give us a little bit of time. We'll try to get through it the following week, maybe one episode a day. But no, There's that's only two awesome. episodes, right? What's that? There's only two, only two episodes. Yeah, but like to be able to find like two and a half hours to sit down and watch a single episode is going to be a little bit of a challenge. Make it happen, Johnny. Just be like, okay, it's uh, eight o'clock. I'm done moving for the night. <laughs> we'll be plugging oh, the TV. That's <laughs> download it on my phone and just watch it while we're sitting in the back of the moving van. Um, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you actually got a chance to watch that. I'm glad it's something that you 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 must have enjoyed it to some degree beyond. Uh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just said sitting in the back of the moving van. Like you're John Candy in Home Alone. Yes, that does not does not actually happen. You do not sit in the back of the moving van. I'm going to. You will end up covered in your own stuff and with a concussion. Don't threaten me with a good time, damn it! You won't remember it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly, I'm concussed. What do I care? There's, I'm just saying, there's nowhere in the back of the moving van to sit. It, you would look like a cat who was like dropped, you know, in Dumb and Dumber when they put all the dogs in the back of the van with all yeah. the hot dogs and they start driving. The dogs are like continually like trying to get their footing. That would be you in the back of the moving van as it was moving around. I am absolutely elated and looking forward to this experience. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Um, Okay, so Greg, you were able to catch up with Stranger Things. Richard, yes, I know sir. you've been pretty busy with the multimedia, multifaceted approach to entertainment this week. You want to run through uh, yeah. the download of what you have done, seen, checked out, watched, listened to. I saw two movies in theaters, and I watched another one on the Netflix. Nice. Uh, so let's go with the Netflix one first because it's real easy for people to watch if they want to. Hustle, starring Adam Sandler. Now, when I just said that, one of two things popped into your head. Either the Adam Sandler that made Hubie Halloween or the Adam Sandler that made Uncut Gems. Yeah. And there is no in-between, and for the majority of you, it was probably Hubie Halloween Adam Sandler. You're probably like, oh, great, an Adam Sandler basketball movie. Who's he playing recruiting? David Spade? (laughs) How many characters does Rob Schneider play? Can't wait to see David Allen Greer as the coach. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, you know, honestly, I kind of was waiting for Tim Meadows to show up the entire movie. (laughs) Um, and you know, here's the thing. I I don't get mad at Adam Sandler for casting his friends and making him get a paycheck. Like that's fine. It doesn't bother mm-hmm. me. Um, but there's something we said for the quality of Adam Sandler movies when his friends get involved and they go down. And it's not because his friends are bad actors or whatever. It's just because like there's a certain production value that just goes out the window when Nick Swardson is on screen. Yeah. So this is not that movie. 
Um, this is it's it, if you remember the 1990s movie, The Air Up There, starring Kevin Bacon, when he goes to Africa to recruit a basketball player. Basically the same movie, but with Europe. And instead of spending the entire movie in Africa, they spend the entire movie in Philadelphia. Um, it, I won't say it's a serious movie. There is a lot of comedic elements to it, but it's much more of a serious movie than the majority of Adam Sandler's movies. Like if the scale is, um, the water boy to uncut gems, it's closer to the uncut gem side than it is the water boy side. Yeah. And that's kind of where Adam Sandler honestly excels when he's making straight up comedies there's so much just stupid shit in them. That it's you're not even like, slapstick. It's just slap goddamn stupid. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to shit on Adam Sandler here, but he makes a lot of movies that you're just like, oh, why am I watching this right now? The Other Missy? I don't remember that one in particular, but oh, I'm going to yeah. say yes. David Spade Vehicle, if you need to know. I, did Adam Sandler actually appear in that movie? No. Yeah, because it, that's that's the one where um, David Spade asked the wrong girl out or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, he he takes the one the the wrong Missy to Hawaii. Yep. But yeah, I mean about two hours of life I'm never getting back. But yeah, I mean you've got like. He, he made that whole string of just real trash for Netflix, Ridiculous Six, The Do-Over, Sandy Wexler. And then he slipped in there the the, the Meyerowitz stories, which is, a, from my understanding, a pretty decent movie. Mm-hmm. And Hotel Transylvania, and then right back to Murder Mystery, and you're just like, why did he make Murder Mystery? Yeah. But then he's like, oh, I made Uncut Gems, and you're like, holy shit. Sandler might get nominated for an Oscar for this movie. So this is this is definitely more on the like fun side of things. Uh, that it's an enjoyable sports movie. In the end, it's a it's a paint by numbers sports movie for the most part. Yeah, but there is enough of an underlying tension there that. It's not just like you're watching, um, you know, Major League or something like that. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, how about you? Um, it was one of those things that, like, <clears throat> I had no idea about this, and it randomly came across as like, because it just came out two months ago. No, it came out like two weeks ago. So if. I'm not mistaken. I'm actually pretty sure that the shooting in Texas occurred right around the same time that this film dropped. And so I do wonder if it just kind of fell by the wayside a little tiny bit because I had heard nothing about this. We watch enough Netflix. I should have seen some type of promotion for it. Um, So Ashley was going to the gym and I sat down and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I don't know that this is something that she would enjoy because I did expect it was going to be in the same vein as like Grown Ups, where it was going to be this like goofy ass, like every now, every like 15 minutes I'd laugh or chuckle a little bit and then just like painfully sit through the rest. 
Um, that was not this film. It was, it was pleasant enough to see the cast that they had in this. And I mean, right out of the gate, he's in like Ukraine or Russia, Bolivia, something like that, recruiting a player. And like, it starts out with Adam Sandler humor where the guy's like, I'm 22. Yeah. Yeah, I believe like, that actually is a. I believe that's a former basketball player. It is. It is. Um, I. It's. I. I wish I could get the name for you right now. I'm. There is a ton of former basketball players in this, though. Like Anthony Edwards, who's a current player. Kenny Smith was in here. Uh, <laughs> Doctor J was in this, which I was like, what and uh, how? Boban. You... Boban Marjanovic. That's doesn't ring a bell. But you got to love that Urkel was in this film. Yeah. <laughs> Jaleel White. Nice to see somebody come through. So, <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed this. I told you that it was surprisingly good and, like, kind of made me feel good a little bit. Not in the same vein as, like, Ted Lasso or, like, every episode I walk out of it and I'm like, man, life isn't that bad. Let me go watch, like... The Earth Report on climate change. Oh, just kidding. We're all doomed. No, but this was... Least, this was decent, man. Like, I would... If anyone is looking for something to watch, this almost made me want to watch... Made me miss watching basketball on a regular basis. Yeah, th- this was not a... This was definitely not a Ted Lasso feel-good in that, I mean, it was basically two hours of tension to an extent Mm -hmm. like there was some fun uplifting things that happened over the course of it, but there was also that underlying, like you kind of knew everything was going to come crashing down at certain points. Uh, Yeah. Cause Sandler plays a scout for the Philadelphia 76ers. He's been with the team forever. Yeah. Robert Duvall plays the original owner. Some shit goes down. His son takes over. His son's played by Ben Foster, who for some reason, Ben Foster has one of the most punchable faces in Hollywood. And I bet he's like the sweetest human being. But I just, I I can't get over it. I feel like that scene with Rob Riggle at the end of like Step Brothers. He's like, you did a really good job. But I just want to punch you in the face. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, if there were any downsides to this movie, Ben Foster was basically a mustache twirling villain over the course of this movie um i can't think of his name horrible bosses kevin spacey nope jason sudeikis the one that played sudeikis's boss his son i don't know oh my god he just played penguin or penguin in fucking batman no no no, wait, uh, hey, oh, Colin Farrell. Yeah. Yes. So his role from Horrible Bosses, where he's just like the drug addict. <laughs> I just, yeah, I got big vibes of his character with Ben Foster's as Warwick in Merrick. Merrick, the last, the family's last name is Merrick. Um, you made an interesting point. You're like, Robert Duvall's still alive? I, I, I knew Robert how Duvall was still alive, this man? but I did have to look up how old he is because he looked, I mean, 
no offense, he looked ancient in this movie. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things where, like, Robert Duvall is in that Betty White territory where he has been old as long as I've been alive. Yeah. Like, the first things that I can remember seeing Robert Duvall in, I remember thinking, wow, he's old. And that was in the 80s. So the fact that here we are in 2022 and he, I mean, he's still releasing stuff continually. Yep. Like just, it's like, it's kind of crazy to go through and look at his IMDB because the man just works steady. I thought he looked old in four Christmases and that was like 10 years ago. <laughs> like it's just hey man good for him dude keep making that money like if you can still work and you feel good and you feel well enough to be able to do it have at it man i mean it's good on him like i'm just looking through the his filmography i think the first thing i actually saw him in was days of thunder in 1990 hell yes and we're gonna he... touch on something i want down the road a little bit too once we talk about the other film you saw in theaters this week. And he would have been, I mean, in my mind, old at that point. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the fact that he just, like, I just keep looking through his IMDb and it's like gone in 60 seconds. Yeah, he was real old in that and that was 2000. Um, and it's 2022. Here's the thing, man. He wasn't old in Days of Thunder. He was, like everyone else, on cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> it was the 80s. Everybody was doing coke. Um so in our reference to people who were always old in our mind, um I did rewatch the original Top Gun before watching Top Gun Maverick this week. Yeah. Um and the first thing that popped into my mind as I was watching it was um the fact that the guy who played Principal Strickland in Back to the Future is still alive. Yeah. Uh, and how old, his name's James Tolkien, how old I thought he was back then. Um, and the fact that it's now, you know, 35 years later, he's still around. I looked it up and he was like only like 50 when he made all those movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, he wasn't old. I just had no perspective on life. <laughs> It was back in the day when you thought bald implied old. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Some of us aren't old, Richard. Some of us are just follically challenged. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he was 52 when he made War Games. Oh my God. Oh, good for him, man. If you could, like I said, if you can still make that money, go make that damn money. Anyway, um, I enjoyed Hustle. Uh, it's not going to be a movie that's going to blow your mind. Like, you're not going to walk out of the theater and be like, oh my god. No. Part of but, is on Netflix, and I shouldn't have said that, but... Eh, you get the point. You get the gist. The gist. Probably not one I would put way up on Greg's list, but if in passing he decides, hey, maybe I'll just check this out. Enjoy the first ten minutes, because that's probably all he's going to get. Nah, I don't know about that. Yeah. I watched it. You watched Hustle? Yeah. Nobody asked me, so I didn't say anything. You didn't recommend it? I thought it was good. 
Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Again, at, before the show started, Greg, have you watched anything? You literally <laughs> didn't say a word. Like you didn't. Hey, not Richard, did you noise. ever ask me? Well, when the the text you sent me, I was in bed. I was asleep till I heard the sound off. So go off. Because you guys never told me a time on Sunday. That's on you, Greg. That's not on me. It's you to be you know, more thorough on what you're saying. I know, but when we were actually talking to you, and I was like, hey, Greg, did you watch anything? Do you, do you remember that Richard, part? I'm, you're lucky I'm listening. I'm waking <laughs> up. I have not had any kind of coffee, nothing. Jesus. I was going to say, Greg, can I send you coffee this morning, buddy? I'll be fine now. It's been an hour almost. <laughs> you sitting there like, what do you guys watch? You're like, I watch Stranger Things. I watch other things. I don't remember what they were, though. You didn't even say I watch Stranger Things. You didn't say a word. You just sat there mutely, I, and I was I like, I, okay. I said I got caught up with it. No, you didn't say that. Dude, Richard, I don't I don't remember from when we, before we started recording. I don't remember that. <laughs> So. I'm just saying, like, I literally said, hey, did you watch anything? And you didn't say a word. And I was like, okay. Well, I know. He I was just ignoring you off the, off the rip. <laughs> uh. I live for these moments. This is why I do this. <laughs> you know, it takes me like half an hour, 45 minutes to wake up. You didn't even say, hey, I'm still sleeping. I need to get a coffee because I would have said, okay. Well, the, then I checked my email and, the, and the, the invite was already out. I'm like, well, I guess they said it was going to be nine this week. I don't know. It's like, man, I, was, I assumed I missed it. Then I went back and looked. You never said a flicking time. Well, we always do it at nine. I, do you think I really pay that close of attention on what time we do things? <laughs> Speaking of times that you guys do things. <laughs> Johnny's just like, Mom and Dad are fighting. I heard <laughs> through the grapevine to dovetail off the fact that you just brought up the original Top Gun that y'all's two asses finally got to the theater. And I would like to state formally and on the record, I saw this movie before the two of you. Okay, but why is that? Because I was really high, and it seemed like a really good idea. No, because my wife had COVID. <laughs> At least mine had the decency to get COVID after we saw Maverick. Yeah. No, we... Uh, so, it, I had bought tickets with Greg to go to this early screening fan event thing that was happening the Tuesday before release. Yeah. And we were like, it was like, we're there. Like, we're... we're like it was in the Dolby oh. Theater, it was like all top end, and then like what two days out, Amy came down with COVID or something like that, and I was just like, Ugh. "Yeah, I'm not going to a theater and possibly spreading COVID to a theater full of people who are probably all in their 40s plus." So we did not go to see it at that point. Uh, and then we spent the basically following what two and a half weeks texting each other. Can you go this day? No. Can you go this day? No. What about this day? Yeah. Until we finally yeah. got to last Thursday. 
Um, I'll tell you the the first thing that I, I was shocked by, um, which is how packed the theater was at a Thursday at 6 p.m., three weeks after yeah. the movie came out. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah, I was, uh, I was shocked. No, it was like that for us because I think we did, we did a ten thirty showing, which was just the absolute kiss of death that we could have done. So I drank a shitload of coffee. We had just got done watching the tail, the back half of Chippendale Rescue Rangers for Ashley because she didn't see the second half of it when I watched it. Mm. So we got through it. But then we watched the original Top Gun before we went to the theater. So we could just kind of like have that transition a little bit. We got there at 1030 and the theater was still pretty goddamn busy. And then, I mean, the movie was way too long. And then we got home and I couldn't sleep because I just drank like a half pot of coffee all by myself. But no, you're you're absolutely correct. I was shocked at what would normally be show times that you wouldn't expect to be busy. But I do wonder if COVID has changed that a little tiny bit because now people are trying to find ways to avoid being in a crowded theater. And the problem with that now is that the typically busy times are probably going to be less busy. Yeah. I don't know. I, like I said, I was shocked by it. Like we, so Greg and I walked in and I got us like prime seats uh, and of course we walked in and there are people in our seats and I'm like, Oh, well, no big deal. We'll just sit on the other end. So we go to sit down and all of a sudden like the theater just starts streaming in with people. And I'm like, we have to go get our actual seats back, Greg. Yeah. Cause this ain't going to happen. So we kicked the people out of our seats and like by the time the movie started, it was just full the whole theater. And it was just like, holy shit. Gregory. Yes, sir. What did you think of Top Gun? I thought it was a great movie. I liked it a lot. I had one, I had a 10,000 burrito moment, though, during it. What was that? And that was it. It was at the start when they were doing the was, uh, testing on that plane. Yeah. When it was flying. You could hear it fly by. <laughs> it's a small thing, but if you're going Mach 10, you're not hearing that sound. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. That's the first thing my brain thought of. I, that's the whole idea of what, what a mock is. They spend millions of dollars to like have all this technology and Tom Cruise learns to fly and all Greg can think is, wouldn't have heard that. Right. It's a very simple <laughs> thing. Like All you have to do is... A, I understand. Google search, no money involved. The one thing that was free that could have like lent to continuity, and Greg's like, "You motherfuckers!" Right, very simple <laughs> thing. And not to not to mention the physics of them being able to even hit Mach ten, but that's that's another story. I'm I'm able to suspend that, but no. When you when the plane flew by, going Mach nine, and you heard the sound, I'm like, "Nope, you lost me at that point." That's how it works. I, that's literally the only only problem I had with it was that. 
after that, everything else was believable. I, I so. don't know that Richard had that much confidence that that was the only thing wrong with that. Because I did get wind of Greg getting up to going to the bathroom and <laughs> Richard furiously checking to make sure that he didn't take everything with him. <laughs> I, yeah, kind of funny. I mean, full on, like, I... <laughs> I got the PTSD I, text. He's like, I think Greg just fucking left. <laughs> you the so, I, I texted him after man. the movie. I, I, yeah. I, I did. I had full on PTSD. Like, I, I was bordering on a panic attack. Like, I'm we're sitting there watching the movie and it's like 40 minutes in and Greg turns to me and goes, I have to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, Oh God. Oh shit. And I I, I was like furiously looking over to see if he took his bottle of water with him. And when I looked over after he got up his bottle of water was still sitting there and his phone was there. And I was like, okay, well he's not going to make me bring my, bring his phone to him at home. So (laughs) We're, 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 we're good. But yeah, oh, I really liked the movie. It was, it was good. And I was thinking about that whole that 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 opening scene for a while though. <laughs> like, come on now, just just ask somebody that understands what a mock is, and you would know you couldn't do that. I'm sure they had plenty of those kinds of people on set I'm all sure the time. Did. Yeah, nobody thought to tell them that. Like, yo, you're not going to hear that sound for a few seconds minimum. But I think you, I think they probably figured out people would be too dumb to figure that out. That's what I say. I think that they probably had to make a choice of, okay, well, if we do this, how many people are going to understand that watching the movie and how many people are going to think that we just did a bad job with sound effects? Yeah. I, I want something in the world where you can do something like that and it'd be accepted. I would just like to know if being a member of the Church of Scientology is how Tom Cruise with sunglasses on still looks like 1987 Tom Cruise. Uh, okay, so again, I watched the original Top Gun this week. Tom Cruise does not look like 1987 Tom Cruise. Richard, have you seen a comparison contrast between Kelly McGinnis and Tom Cruise right now? Okay, no. Look, even if you took a picture comparison contrast between Tom Cruise and me right now, Tom Cruise looks better than me. But... My man is built like a fucking mid-30s year old. Yeah, no, he, he does he, he does look great, but he does not look like 1987 Tom Cruise. So we know who Dorian Gray really is then, is what you're telling me. <laughs> That dude's got a portrait of himself hanging up in his one of his many mansions right now, and that shit is aged as hell, because that man has not. And I felt bad, because I was like, I wonder what Kelly McGinnis is up to now. Not a damn thing. Ah, uh, well, no, she's, yep, nope. Um, Favorite moment of the new Top Gun for the two of you? Um... The talk with Iceman. Uh, yep. Oh yeah, that was really good. I think that was like that was like the peak of that film for me. Yeah, I I liked how they kept the Iceman character involved over the course of it, um, without necessarily having to put Val Kilmer on screen. Yeah, um, the text messages to that and like back and forth was really nice. Did you like that they used Gray 
and not green and blue because they couldn't get it okayed by Apple. Really? I'm assuming. Why would I, Apple allow them to do that? I just assumed that Maverick used a uh, Android phone because he was too cheap to buy an iPhone. No, that was iMessage as far as what it looked like. Hmm. Why? Why you got to be? Why you got to be hateful? Oh no! Why no, you no, no don't, 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 don't get me wrong. There are a lot of really nice Android phones, and there are a lot of Android phones that are just as expensive as iPhones. His phone did not strike me as being a Samsung Galaxy S twenty two or something like that. It looked like it looked like you know little ninety nine dollar Androids that Motorola makes. He's sixty years old, man. He doesn't want that cutting edge shit. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. And then he, and then he flies a fucking Mach ten goddamn plane. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not judging him for it. I'm just saying, in general, it's just kind of how it came across to me. Like he was someone who did not give half a shit about his phone, other than the yeah. text messages that would come into it occasionally from his friend. There's nobody uses gray. Uh, but get back to it. Yeah, I think Kilmer's appearance was probably the moment for me that I was the happiest with because I mean after watching that documentary on Amazon I like that guy give him all of the roles you can where he can within his own abilities be able to like still be on screen because that's that's I am dismayed that I have ever besmirched Val Kilmer after watching that it's uh it was tough it was touching um you know got a little bit emotional there for a hot second and then went back to the ending of the film was kind of i don't know it it just i like did they have a break in production did covid like interrupt filming at some point i don't think so Cause I just feel like after the sequence where, how can I do this without being a spoiler? Cruz and Teller have their moment at the end, working in tandem. Oh, you mean the fact that this went full Lord of the Rings and had like six endings? I just like what in the hell is that? No, I no. I could be entirely wrong on this, but it felt like to me that they wanted to give this movie kind of a, a bit of a definitive ending. Like, they wanted to be able to wrap up the Maverick story and give him kind mm. of his chance to fly off into the sunset. Yeah. So he literally flo- flew off into the sunset. I don't know. I don't know, man. Listen, it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. It will probably be the next. I know it's funny that people still buy hard copies, but I still love going out and finding a hard copy of certain films. Um, I'll probably get this on Blu-ray, to be honest with you. Yeah, I um, I really enjoyed it overall as well. Um, you know, especially after the, uh, what was it, two-year delay followed by three-week oh. extra buildup of, you know, me and Greg trying to see it. Yeah. Um, I was I was worried that I was going to be let down because by the time I saw it, there was a lot of hype around it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it delivered on that hype, though. To be honest, it, it and that's it, coming from someone who's not even a fan of like the original film. Like, I don't really. It's it's not something I go to my way to watch. I don't really care for the subject material. Like, just none of it appeals to me. But that was a 
that was a great summer blockbuster flick to start off. I think a lot of a lot of times with uh, like movies like this is you're expecting kind of the essence of like essence of Maverick, right? Like when he when he started training them and how he introduced himself to the dogfights, it's it just made sense, right? Yeah, yeah, it was those uh, are small things how they how they wrote it. You know, I don't want to say anything because it's it's a still a cool point in the movie how he started the dogfights. Yep. Yeah, I, I did. I I enjoyed it as well. I thought it was, I thought it was a lot of uh, a lot of fun. And I thought that they honestly they they did they just did a good job with it. Yep, high recommend for me. I'm with you on that. I thought it was really good, especially if you have a, if you have a great sound system, which most theaters. Yep. This is definitely a theatrical film. Like, go see this in theater. Yeah. If you got a good sound system at home, also see it at home. But make sure if you enjoy an immersive experience with a film, this is going to be one of the ones that you get this summer for sure. Yeah, and and look, if you if your only option is to see it at home and watch it on your biggest screen in your house with the sound turned up, and you'll be very happy. But if you have the opportunity to go somewhere and see it, go somewhere and see it. Yep, I'm into that. Um, what else? You also saw another fully immersive experience this week, Richard. Yeah, uh, so, you know, funny enough, like, it did not cross my mind when Greg and I were seeing it that Jurassic World comes out two weeks later and Lightyear comes out the week after that, and those two movies were going to steal all of the good theaters. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, I saw Lightyear uh, in Dolby Cinema, blah, blah, blah. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, if you are not caught up on what it is, uh, it is not just a sequel to Toy Story or something like that. Actually, it basically has nothing to do with Toy Story. Um. The movie opens, and this is no spoilers, really. This has been explained already. But the movie opens with a little tag that says, In 1995, Andy got a Buzz Lightyear excuse me, doll for Christmas. Based off of his favorite movie, this is that movie. So this is the Buzz Lightyear movie that Andy saw in theaters that made him want to get a Buzz Lightyear doll. Um, it is surprisingly a lot deeper than you would kind of think it would be I mean I shouldn't say surprisingly because it's a Pixar movie so you know it's going to be at least a pretty decent quality Um, if you took the movie Moon and crossed it with Interstellar and then tossed in some comic relief that's basically what this movie is Um, It is a sci-fi astronaut adventure uh, that involves time travel and some other stuff. Um, I was honestly a little worried because I took three kids with me to see it that they might 
not entirely be on board with it because it had some pretty heavy topics in it, like from a sci-fi standpoint. Um, But it also had a robot cat. (laughs) So they were all fine. Okay. Like legitimately, I think if you take out the robot cat and uh, take a Watiti and another one of the characters and tone them down a little bit, this is like this could straight up be a Matthew McConaughey vehicle, and you would be like, "Oh, okay, he made a spiritual successor to Interstellar." <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, if if you are someone that likes, um, sci-fi, uh, if you like animation, if you like Chris Evans. This is probably a movie for you. Okay. Um, I know it's going to take the uh, it's going to take the opening weekend. This weekend, it's going to probably pull in about seventy million dollars. Uh, battling it out with Jurassic World Dominion's holdover from last week. Uh, but yeah i I have nothing negative to say about this movie. I think it was overall very good. Is there anything you would like caution people against with this film or is it just pretty much, you know, go in and it's right out of the gate. You're going to have a good time. No, it's fine. It's okay. Um, like I said, it's, it's, it's your standard kind of Pixar fare. Like it is substantially better than most other animated movies. Um, it's a little heady. There's, you know, kind of some, looks at mortality and death and stuff like that. But that's just how it happens. Yeah. Okay. All right. So high recommend for everybody, especially if you have kids or like, I think that if the kids are young enough, I'm talking like earlier than five, I would probably wait for it on Disney plus. Um, because, and and again, it's not a bad movie and it's oftentimes very pretty, but it's, it's not like a joke a minute or a laugh a minute at certain points. Mm Um, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where I could see, like, I could see younger kids like five and under getting a little bored with it at points. But then, like, right when they would be finally getting bored with it, you know, here comes the robot cat again to go, meow, 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 meow. Okay. All right. Well, it's probably going to be a wait and watch on Disney Plus for us, just because, like, we don't have kids, and I don't think either one of us would probably sit through that real well without having that kind of proxy to the material. Uh, I thought there was something else. I don't think you watched anything else this week. What were some of the other things we wanted to be able to touch on? Uh, hold on. I have the show notes. Oh yeah. Um, Ms. Marvel. (laughs) This will be very quick. This is going to be a super quick review. Yeah. We only, uh, we all only watched episode one. Um, in well, in in my case, not because I have anything against the show, I just was busy watching everything else in the world this week. Yeah. Um. 
So I, I said that. Now I'm going to say my things I have against the show. Um, no, in all seriousness, I, I actually, I really like the aesthetic of it. I think the aesthetic is incredibly cool. Um, I think that my only real issue with it is it is a, it seems to be a standard teenage drama. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. Not everything has to be made with me in mind. Yeah. So like I, I specifically had Julie sit down and watch it on her own because I figured it would be aimed a little more at her than it is at me. And she seemed to like it. Um, so th- this might finally be the star girl that I wanted a few years ago where I was like, Oh good. A show that I can have her sit down and watch. That's really aimed right at her where nothing really bad will happen. Yeah. And then in star girl, like episode two, like half the kids died. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's not going to watch any more of this. <laughs> um, my, I, I, I love the actress who plays uh, Kamala Khan. Um, I don't know if you've seen her social media presence, but she is just this like massive MCU fangirl in real life. Yeah. Um, apparently, like, she has Kevin Feig's phone number, which is not shocking because apparently everyone who stars in the MCU does. But she just, like, texts him and harasses him all the time over decisions that he's making. <laughs> um, like, apparently she gave him a massive amount of shit for uh, what happened with Black Bolt in Doctor Strange. <laughs> um. So, like, I, I, I think that she's, like, her, if you watch any of the stuff that she appears in that pops up on, like, Instagram or whatever, where she's, like, mm-hmm. just walking through Marvel Studios offices and stuff, she's just this massive fangirl, and it's really infectious to see. Um, yeah. That being said, my issue with the show is kind of her character, not her. Yeah. Um the decisions that she made over the course of that first episode were at times frustrating to watch and at times like really heartbreaking to watch her make. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of a bit of a turnoff to the point where I almost turned off the show at about the halfway point as she ripped out, uh, you know, her Hulk father's heart. We're not going to tell anybody about that beyond what you just said, because I think everyone should have to suffer through the pain of that sequence. Yeah. Um, I'm of the same mind. I mean, everything you just said, I think you and I have discussed this once or twice. And I just, it's, we are not the target audience and that's okay. I'm glad that they're trying to expand beyond those that have been fans of the MCU. I mean, we just got given Doctor Strange 2, and that's definitely not geared towards the target audience of this show. Well, I mean, it kind of of is. I think this is mainly geared towards teenagers. And I'm sure that teenagers probably love Doctor Strange 2, but we're not teenagers. Yeah. No, it's we are we are outside the target demographic. They know they got us hooked for certain properties, and we will go back and see certain ones, but like this show for me is not going to be a priority. I'll probably watch the entirety of it. I'm probably not going to set the time aside for it each week specifically to watch. I hope it does well, uh, but it's, I just, I'm, 
eh, I'll get there. I'm not worried about it. No, I, I, I relatively agree with you on that. I, I will watch the rest of it. Um, but this week when I was sitting down and I was like, okay, am I going to watch, uh, Obi-Wan or am I going to watch Ms. Marvel? The answer is very quickly. I'm going to watch Obi-Wan. And then a couple days later, after I've watched Maverick and all that other stuff, it was, am I going to watch the boys or Miss Marvel? And is I'm going to watch the boys. So there will come a point at some point in the next couple of weeks where I will have some extra time carved out and I will go, okay, I guess it's time to get caught up on Miss Marvel. I have nothing against it. Like I said, I I actually, I liked all the casting. I liked basically all the characters in it, except for Kamala. And I'm assuming at some point she'll turn that around and I'll be like, okay, this is fine now. Gregory. Well, what'd you think of Ms. Marvel? You're muted. You muted yourself. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I think it's just like you guys said. Um, It wasn't really made for me. Um, It wasn't like it was bad. I just... I'll watch it when it's finished. That's one of those. So when I have nothing else to watch, I'll watch. I'll finish the series. But it didn't turn me off like WandaVision did. So I'll take that as a win. Yeah. Uh, it's not something I would normally watch. No. Speaking of, um, Obi-Wan finishes this week. You looking forward to it, Greg? Finally. I have I didn't watch this week's episode yet, so Right, but that just means you get to watch two back to back. Yep. I'm pretty excited. Yep. Um above and beyond that, guys, I think we ran the gamut. I know it is Father's Day. By the time this comes out, it will no longer be Father's Day. So to the two of you. Enjoy your day. I know you've both put a substantial amount of work in to make sure that those small human beings that you have brought forth into this world are both doing very well, very happy, very well-rounded, and decent human beings. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys are able to enjoy today. And for those listening that are fathers themselves, happy Father's Day. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on before we let them all go? Nope. Well, if that is it, Richard. Have a good week, everybody.